Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. In today's episode, Brent continues with the series titled Learning to Lead. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, where we study leadership seven minutes at a time every week. And we are doing a series called Learning to Lead, which I'm really enjoying. What does it take to learn? If you're not experienced in leadership, or maybe you're a young leader, or maybe you're new to the faith, and you have used to leading in the world, but now want to understand leadership in the kingdom of God. And so we've looked at four lessons so far. We've learned that leaders have learned to see themselves as leaders. That's the issue of identity, which is so critical. Leaders feel fear, but they've learned to face their fear. And then the last two weeks, we've looked at leaders have learned what leadership really is. And then last week, leaders have learned what leadership is definitely not. Today, lesson five, I want to look at a critical one. Leaders have learned to clarify the vision, the purpose, or the goal. And you're going to discover as a young leader, this is one of the biggest roles that we as leaders have. One of the main functions of a leader is to bring vision and to clarify that vision and then to repeat that vision and then to repeat that vision and then to repeat that vision until people finally own it and hold on to it. Andy Stanley, leader of an amazing church in America, he said a statement that offended me when I first heard it, but I've never forgotten it. He said, people would rather follow a leader of clarity even than character which I thought, surely people are looking for leaders of great character. Yes, they want character. But even more, people are looking for a leader who is clear. This is the way. This is where we're going. There's something in the hearts of people. They're looking for clarity. So the big idea of being clear about the vision and knowing how to communicate it is super critical for a leader. So what does that mean for someone as we learn to lead? Well, there's a famous verse. You'll probably hear it often from the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 29, verse 18 in the NRV. It just says, where there's no revelation, people cast off restraint. I like the old King James version. It says, where there's no vision, the people perish. So that casting off restraint or perish happens when there's no vision. And that vision is not just a good idea. It's a God idea. It's revelation. In other words, where there's vision, people are restrained and they discipline. Where there's no vision, people cast off restraint, they undisciplined or they perish. And so having vision is critical. Here are big three reasons. Number one, the more clear the vision, the more united people are. When there's a strong sense of vision, people come together because we're all going in the same direction. People love standing behind a good, clear vision. Secondly, the more the vision, the more passionate people will be about the vision. And there's something about being part of a team when the vision is crystal clear and then passion begins to build. We want to see this accomplished. And then the stronger the vision, the more disciplined you and the people you lead will be. Take sports people, for example. Those with this burning desire to be number one in the world, they'll be up at four o'clock in the morning running, training for comrades or practicing on the golf range or whatever it is. The more clear and burning that vision is inside of you, the more disciplined you'll be to achieve that. United, passionate, disciplined. So... How do we go about crafting a clear vision? There's a beautiful story that I love so much in the Old Testament about an amazing leader named Nehemiah. And God burdened him with a, this vision to see the city of Jerusalem, the walls around Jerusalem rebuilt and restored. They'd been destroyed. They'd been burnt down when the Babylonians attacked. And uh, God put into Nehemiah's heart a vision to rebuild the wall. But it's going to take a mammoth effort. It's going to take the effort of all of the normal, ordinary people in Jerusalem to come together to rebuild. So I'm going to read to you from Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 11 to 13. It speaks about Nehemiah. He said, I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one that I was riding on. 
By night I went out through the valley gate towards the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem which had been broken down and its gates which had been destroyed by fire. And the story carries on as he inspects more and more different sections of the wall to find out what had gone wrong. Then in verse 17, we pick it up again. Then I said to the people, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burnt with fire. Come, let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. And so they began this good work. Let me take you through a couple of amazing points. Firstly, he prayed. Now, we don't want a good idea. We want God's idea. It started with what God had put in Nehemiah's heart. You don't want just any idea. You want to hear what's on the heart of God. Starts with prayer and asking God to clarify his vision. I love it. It said, I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. That's where vision should come from. It should come from the heart of a leader. What has God put inside of your heart? Starts with prayer. Number two, he investigated. It says he took, uh, he was on his horse. He rode around the broken walls to see how bad the damage was, what needed fixing. He wanted to know the reality of the situation. Now, here's the truth. Facts are friends. Sometimes as leaders, we want to hide from the reality of exactly what is actually going on in your business, organization, church, or ministry. But actually, facts are friends. He investigated, where are we now? So we know where to go from to get to that vision. It said, I had not told any, no, no, it said, uh, sorry, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. He investigated how bad the problem was. Thirdly, he communicated why we can't stay here. One of the mistakes that uh, young leaders often make is trying to paint a picture of a glorious vision in the future. Sometimes more compelling is why we just can't stay here any longer. It says, uh, notice that before he painted a picture of the future, he showed them why we have to change. You see the trouble we're in. Uh, Jerusalem lies in ruins. Its gates have been burnt with fire. We cannot stay here any longer. It's so important that we change. Most people don't like change. They resist change, which the first step of communicating vision is telling people why we just can't stay. We have to change. And then uh, fourthly, he communicated the vision. He called them to action, to each play their part. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Notice it's a us. It's a we. It's not a me or a you. Then he focused on the why. Simon Sinek said this, great leaders always start with why. Why? Why is this so important? And he said um, to the people, uh, we will no longer be in disgrace. That's the big why. As long as our walls are broken, we're a disgraced city. Why is so important. And then lastly, number six, he gave testimony of God's involvement. I also told him about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. People want to know that God's involved. They want to know that God has given you this. They want to know the hand of God is upon you, testimonies of what you've already done. And uh, I just love that. The, the conclusion of the story is people rallied around this vision. They got involved. And in just 52 days, the whole wall was completed. This was a supernatural work that was done through great leadership and the great casting of a vision. So let me wrap up. I just was pondering. I remember when... Uh, We'd been going as a church for 10 years and we were in a school hall, but we'd grow, outgrown the size of the hall. We couldn't keep the church going in the school hall. It would limit what God wanted to do. We couldn't be the base church God had called us to staying in the school hall. And uh, so we laid the vision before the people. We've got to have to build a building. And, and I remember casting that vision, trusting God. And the amazing thing, after telling them, the gracious hand of God is upon us. He's provided the money already for the land. We can trust Him. Well, God did provide. And within 10 months, the building was finished and paid for debt-free. 
the power of vision. People want to know you've heard God, you cast that vision, remind them why we can't stay here and bring them together to see God do amazing things. Let me land with a couple of questions for you. Number one, have you been part of a well-led vision before? How did it make you feel? There's something exciting about being part of a mission and uh, and a dream. Secondly, what does God put in your heart to do? Are you able to put it on paper? It's one thing floating around in your heart. Are you able to write it down? And then lastly, go through those six points above and see if you can help mold what's in your heart into a well-crafted vision. I love talking about vision. There's something so exciting about it, being a leader and, and the fear of, is it going to work? Have I heard God? But seeing people rally around a vision and doing the impossible, that's what God has called us to do as leaders. Well, I hope it helps. And uh, next week, we've got another lesson for you. Until then, God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.